Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Moving the Chains episode 29. We are live on YouTube and Twitter tonight. Uh, so hopefully everyone's enjoying it. The uh, three followers that we have, actually two followers, because the other guy that follows us uh, is down in the bottom screen tonight. Uh, Chad Townsend, of course, uh, owner of Cronulla Beer. Don't ask uh, when the beer's coming in. We still haven't gotten any yet. Uh, and of <laughs> course, uh, the Moving the Chains podcast can't run without funds. And uh, Tristan from topsport.com.au is the proud sponsor of the Moving the Chains podcast. And he's filling in tonight for Nick Davis, uh, who's moving house, and also Trent Copeland, who's uh, talking about Mitchell Stark on the touchscreen. We know how much he loves the touchscreen. So, hello <laughs> to everyone out there on live uh, on YouTube. And uh, Chad, another amazing week in the NFL. We've got so much coming up. We're going to talk about the Browns and Ravens. Is that the best game of the year? Lamar Jackson doing a poo during the game. I don't think that's uncommon, but he came back like Superman. Uh, Jalen Hurts gets his first win. More controversy there uh, in Philadelphia. Who is winning the MVP race. Now, this is an interesting one. I've got a couple of thoughts on that. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, the projected number one pick boys uh, next year in the NFL draft. Will he go to the Jets or does he return back and play another season for Clemson and wait for a better suited team? And as I say that, Chad Townsend, back at preseason training. You're an old duck now, so you're only back for a week. How's the body feeling? The hair looks great, mate. So, Yeah, look, Sally, look, uh, an epic week of NFL action. But as you mentioned, yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm back at training now, preseason. Um, still enjoying it, still loving it. Um, so good to be back around training. This time of the year, training, as you know, Sally, it is it is quite difficult. But what I'm what was also difficult is to understand that Tristan's wearing a Detroit Lions shirt and hat tonight, and and I think it was only two weeks ago he's wearing a Patriots one. So what's doing there, Tristan? Uh, I copped a lot of stick for uh, the deck, decked out of the Patriots gear. My on a birthday last week, and I got presented by my sister with uh, some Detroit stuff. And there's only one one uh, we, we, where you said, Sally, there's only three listeners uh, looking tuning in tonight. Uh, I think there's only two Detroit fans out there, so I'm one of them in, in both camps. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one person who won't be going for the Detroit Lions versus the year is Matt Patricia, uh, sacked uh, earlier in the year. But uh, I love Tristan's sister because she's always hanging shit on him. Uh, she's a massive Melbourne fan, so she's got the water over him this year. So hello uh, to your sister, Tristan. But let's get stuck into it, boys. Uh, Browns-Ravens. Uh, now, I... My point of view from this, uh, Chad, was I know you're a huge Browns fan, but uh, from a betting side of view, uh, we do do a little bit, thanks to Top Sport. I had the overs, and 43 and a half seemed very, very low, and 84, 80, 80 what, nine points was the, was the total overs. But uh, this just seemed like a game that was just always going to be overs. The Browns, nine and three, probably the worst nine and three team that we've seen in terms of not getting enough credit mm. uh, up there with those big teams. The Baltimore Ravens, they've digressed from last year. Um, we don't really know, you know what they are going to be. Lamar Jackson's probably not the Lamar Jackson of last year, but it was one hell of a game. Oh, probably the best game I've seen all year, Sally. Uh, you know, again, I was... Really, the thing that I was really pleased with was, again, the way that Baker Mayfield stood in the pocket and threw 
absolute dimes. And this is the second week in a row. Seems like he's got his mojo back from when he was at Oklahoma in college where he was just throwing dime after dime. Now it seems like he's, he's got his confidence back. He's got his swagger back. His um, you know, young receiving core are doing an excellent job, you know, led by the veteran Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, they were impressive on the weekend. It was obviously a tough one to take in overtime, hit by probably the best leg in the NFL in Justin Tucker to kick that field goal. But, hey, what a game. And if, it, if that's anything for us to, you know, head to the playoffs with, I think, you know, it's something for, for, for us to build off. Tristan, I'll come to you in a second because uh, you and I know what we're going to talk about because I actually DM'd you uh, when this happened. But, uh, Chad, do you, do you take positives out of this game that they're, they're up there with the elite teams? Do you, do you see the negatives that they let in 47 points and lost? Like, where, where does a Browns fan sit at the moment? Are you confident that you can make some noise in the playoffs or is it just going to be, uh, yep, we're making some noise now, but we're going to whimper out? Yeah, look, I, I definitely, I'm definitely confident. You know, do, do I think that we're a contender in the fact that we can win the Super Bowl? If I'm being realistic, probably not. But what I'm more... I guess, happy about as a fan is this, this organization has had a history of losing, of sucking and losing. And and this fan base, you know, uh, uh, have dealt with that for a long time. So it's, it's now time where, you know, coach Kevin Stefanski has come in and done an incredible job. Um, He's changing the culture around a little bit and, and that's how, you know, we're able to see and watch how these teams evolved and changed. And I think, you know, hopefully we can build this year and then, you know, who knows, hopefully get even better next year. One thing to remember is uh, for you Cleveland fans out there, you're doing it without one of the best receivers in the game, Odell Beckham Jr. Do you need uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in your side? Let's throw that up on our app, Moving the Chains on Twitter. Do the Cleveland Browns need Odell Beckham Jr. or are they better without him? Okay, Tristan, now I want to come to you. Now, I had a same game multi on top sport. Nick Chubb to score two touchdowns. Uh, The Cleveland Browns plus three and I took the overs. Uh, All those lobbed except for the last play uh, the Browns concede a safety. Uh, some matter, some numbers matter than, more than others, but have you ever seen a crazier ending or a crazier game than that? You watch it live, you do the live updates, you do the live odds uh, with Top Sport. Have you ever seen or been involved with a game that has so many uh, tips and turns? Oh, well, to be honest, I, I didn't see the game yesterday because it was my daughter's birthday, so I was out at SeaWorld, right? And uh, a couple of days ago when it was on. And I, I think all dads can relate when they've got a bit of an interest in some, in a sporting event and they're trying to do the sneaky check on the score updates. <laughs> we obviously had some uh, sizable wages flying around on the game. So I was monitoring. I, I, I saw the uh, score at 42 all. I, we, we needed a three and a half start. So we were the same as you, Sally. And then I've seen the you know, score go up to 45-42 with two seconds to go. I'm like, beautiful, we're home here. And then when I checked the score about... Ten minutes later, the phone almost went through the uh, window into the pool. <laughs> but I've watched the replay since. I've never seen anything like that. And for it to be a, you know, that was segment on ESPN Bad Beats. That that's got to be certainly featuring this week. I've never seen anything like that. Man, I text Tristan Chad and I said because same game multis are so fun, right? And Chubb gets the two touchdowns when they're trailing, and then they come back, and I'm thinking forty-two, all great, forty-five, forty-two. Uh, that the, the plus three cancels out. This is great stuff. And then all of a sudden, 47-42, I abused Tristan because I said, what's going on? You guys haven't paid me out yet. And he goes, <laughs> uh, just check the score again. And I checked it was 47-42. So anyway, I collected on the overs. But uh, if you're having a punt, do it with Top Sport. There's so many options there. Uh, boys, uh, just a quick one. Uh, Tristan, I'll go to you first. Is this the game of the year because of the scoreline or because of the way the game is played. Because too often, I think we get caught up in 
a 38-28 or 38-36 is a great game because there's so many points, there's so much action. Sometimes the best games, that grand final in the Roosters, Raiders, 10-6, great game. You know, there's so much that happens there. So 14-6 it ends up. But I think sometimes we overstate the fact that it's a great game because of the score. Yeah, potentially, and, and I agree with that. I, I, I love a low-scoring game in, in any code or any sport, but I, I felt that the, the key thing with the, you know, with, with the game on, on, on Tuesday was that I suppose, you know, Chad, and, and you'd back me up here, Cleveland probably haven't had the, uh, you know, the raps they've deserved, and I think this was a real coming-of-age game for them, and it was just in my mind what made that game so huge was the big plays. There was just big plays after big play and big moments, and players stood up and just when you it was it was like the uh the, the storm roosters game from earlier in the year in the rugby league where those field goals from all yeah that, it was just every every time there was an opportunity for a big play someone hit a ball like lamar to come back onto the onto the field and throw that 40 <laughs> yard touchdown on fourth down like and then and then to cap it off with a field goal the way it was like that, that's just huge and and i think you know like like obviously it's recency bias where, where people see a game last week and it's the best game of the season but geez it was it was a cracker and i think if we're gonna have games like that in the playoffs uh, we're we're going to have a pretty uh, pretty exciting end of the season. Yeah, we certainly are. Chad, uh, you were very, very excited. You came out on Twitter and said game of the year. Do sometimes we get carried away because of that? Or, I mean, Tristan made a great point. The big plays make the games for me. I'd rather see a game of big plays, whether yeah. it's offensive or not. The game is skewed to the offense, but it, it was a pretty good game. I don't know if it was the best game of the year, but it was certainly exciting. Yeah, I agree with you, Sally. I think, you know, um, regardless of the score and us, all of us, I guess, being, you know, big American sports fans, we're all about that clutch time. You know, when it's crunch time, when the game's on the line, you know, in the NRL, when it's time to kick a field goal, who's going to step up and kick the field goal? In the NBA, who's going to sink the buzzer beater? And in the NFL, you know, who's going to lead, which quarterback's going to lead that last drive? And I thought, you know, both quarterbacks, they, they stood up. It was so good to see Lamar Jackson come out of the, the locker room throw that touchdown on fourth down. You know, Baker Mayfield, that drive he's, you know, he, he, he done when um, Kareem Hunt scored that uh, touchdown in the corner. Like, man, like that's what we, we want to see. And, um, you know, that's what makes the game so entertaining. But, you know, for me, I, I just want to see who steps up at crunch time. Yeah, crunch time is so, is so important. Yeah, go for it, Tristan. I was just going to say, it would have definitely been your game of year if they lost by three instead of five of them, didn't they? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, of course, mate. I love my cash. I love collecting. Yeah, uh, thanks to Top Sport. It doesn't happen often, so I've got to, I've got to make it count. Uh, all right, uh, boys, there was a bit of an incident uh, during the game. Lamar Jackson allegedly going uh, a little bit crook in the stomach, going to do a poo-poo uh, during the game, but then coming on and playing like Superman. I mean, that was an amazing finish. We've just talked about that in length, but... Uh, Chad, I want to ask you, you're still playing. I never had it happen to me where uh, I wasn't feeling great during the game and had to leave the field. But I guess we've played with guys and heard about stories where uh, people have had to run off and just go number twos. Can you share us uh, or shed a bit of light on someone? You don't have to name the player, but I can see by the look in your face that you've got a story here of someone going number twos and then coming back out during the game. Well, I, I don't have a story about someone doing number two because, to be honest, that is something that I actually haven't come across. I haven't come across anyone who's been that bad. But what I actually have come across is um, at our training right in our, in our bathroom facility, there's obviously, you know, uh, a spot for sunscreen. So there's like a thing you obviously press and, and the sunscreen comes out. And then obviously, as you know, us NRL players are always up to no good playing tricks on each other and whatnot. So... One of the boys has actually put uh, deep heat in the sunscreen 
uh, container where you, oh. you pump it out. So uh, just before we're about to run out, I'm not going to say his name, but um, he's, he's pumped the spot he thought was a bit of sunscreen and just put deep heat all over his face and just about to run out. He's going, off. Oh, <laughs> oh, man, deep heat all over me. My face is burning. And then we were just talking about it after the game, but, um, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, Tristan, I can't imagine there'd be, I mean, probably a couple of times when you've got big bets riding on a game, uh, you know, you've had the, some of the biggest bets in the world placed on a game. The uh, Anus may be uh, puckering a little bit as they come down the line, but uh, have you ever maybe lost control there and had to run off mid sort of race or are you all good? No, mine's normally just Titans when we got a bit of pressure, so... I'm <laughs> I, uh, boys, I played with a, a gentleman, uh, Chase Stanley, who's a Toronto Wolfpack or, you know, now playing over in England. And uh, he played with Kyle Stanley, his brother, and they're at training once. And I'm, I'm doing re- recovery and rehab and uh, Ch- uh, Chase comes running off. And he's sort of waddling like a penguin, you know, in happy feet, just going straight across the, the field. And I go, bro, what's happening? He goes, oh, Kyle just hit me in the wrong spot. I've shit myself. And he shit himself on the field. So his brother has tackled him, hit him in the wrong spot in the stomach, and he's actually gone through with it. So there you go. It happens to the best of us. But um, look, Lamar Jackson, what an amazing effort. A bit like Paul Pierce. Uh, claimed he hit his knee but just came back. But it was funny to see Lamar Jackson wobbling in to do a poo. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk a little bit of uh, – let's go to a little bit of betting here. Of course, we do it all for Top Sport where we have our bets each week. And we haven't been great this year, Chad. So we've, uh, we've tried to go a little bit uh, – we've, we've got to get some money in the kitty. Otherwise, we might be asking Tristan to donate uh, our share because we have not been good at all. Uh, but I want to talk about two things. I want to put our multi on, which we do every week. We have $50. Our money goes to charity. And the second one, I want to talk about this MVP race because – Patrick Mahomes has come into unbackable odds. I actually still think he might be beaten. Uh, and I think it might be why a person that's won it before. So, Chad, let's go to your multi of the week. Thanks to Top Sport. Uh, trying to get some money in this, Kitty. Uh, you've gone a little bit short this week, but we need to get some money in there. Yeah, definitely. Look, form on the multis haven't been good this this year. But, um, yeah, thanks to Top Sport. This week I'm going, obviously, my Browns over the Giants. I think they can get that uh, job done. I think they're in red-hot form at the moment, playing with a lot of confidence at $1.46. The Chiefs over the Saints at $1.55. And the 49ers over the dreadful Cowboys at $1.61 for $4.62 total. So come on, let's go. Let's go. We need some money in there. Uh, I like that Browns over the Giants. I've gone Bills minus six uh, versus Denver. I think they should cover that. And they're a sneaky chance to win it all, the Buffalo Bills, after handling the Pittsburgh Steelers the other night. The Browns over the Giants, Browns and Giants over 43 and a half. I think the Browns. While they're great offensively at the moment with Baker Mayfield, they can leak some points as they did last week. And the Raiders uh, minus three against the Chargers. That seems a little bit short. Uh, But Tristan, uh, a little bit of money moved. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the favourite to win MVP. How much can I get for Aaron Rodgers? Because this guy, if he finds a way to keep throwing touchdowns and doesn't throw interceptions, he's right there neck and neck. But the people and the media story over in ESPN and everything over there, as we all know, they love a storyline. It's all about Patrick Mahomes and ex-Michael Jordan. But A-Rod is like LeBron James. He doesn't get enough credit. It's boring for him to be the best in the competition. He's right there to win this thing. Oh, yeah. He's $2.70 to win the MVP. Mahomes $1.42. And Allen really the only other chance at $18. So I think um, 
You know, like at, at the start of the year, everyone was saying, you know, what, what's happening at Green Bay? They, they weren't giving it, giving giving A Rod anyone to throw it to, and, and it's what they're running at ten and three. They're, they're going really, really well. So I agree with you. I think if they can if they can close the season out, because this was a really tough division at the start of the year. Like you got Minnesota were pretty good last year. Chicago had a big raps, and you got the superstar outfit of Detroit as well in there. Too. So um, I, I think they've done well to sort of perform at the level and. And, and it's going to be interesting. Like, uh, Kansas uh, have been great as well, and Mahomes is obviously a superstar. But um, if, if Green Bay win out and, and Rodgers keeps doing his thing, I, I think he's certainly a chance. Um, and in terms of the multi that I, I wanted to you know, throw one in as well for this week. Yeah, go we, for we, it. We, we're going to do the 100 bucks for, for everyone again. We're going to try to get some money into the kitty. So I've gone Miami um, against the Patriots in, in their game at $1.80. One thing I wanted to get your guys' opinion on, I feel we, we've been speaking about this quite a bit over the last few weeks, the NFC East, how bad it was. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel a little bit of movement back the other way. Like the, the, the teams in that division, Washington in particular, have been very good. The Giants, I know they're up against your team, Chad, this week, but they've both been four and one respectively. And even Dallas is starting to find a little bit of form. I'm, I'm starting to sort of think there's a little bit of life in that division and whichever team gets into the playoff, obviously they're not going to win the Super Bowl, but I don't think they're going to be as, as, as embarrassing as what we thought maybe two or three weeks ago. So I'm going to throw a couple of those teams in my multi. I'm going to go Washington plus five and a half against the Seahawks and I'm going to go Dallas plus three against San Fran. So I, I just feel there's a little bit of momentum coming that way and and, and, I've, and I think Dallas, like two weeks ago, we thought they were shooting into the division. Now they're running last in it. So it's been a big change. Yeah, there is a big change, and they are in a little bit of form. While the, a question without notice, Tristan, uh, what are the odds there to win that division? Because New York, I mean, last week, Chad Townsend exclusively tipped Cowboys to win uh, that division, and he's laughing now, but I, I don't think he was looking at the record, but he's exclusively tipped them on moving the chains to win the <laughs> NFC East. What are the odds there for, to win? Because I, I love Washington's defense. I mean, yeah, they don't have the firepower, but when your D is good, um, you know, you're able to, to stay in games, and that's what they're doing. Well, this is what I'm referring to. So last week, Dallas were $5.80 to win the division, right? Right. And I think that's because everyone thought teams were going to lose out. Now, Washington's $1.27, and Dallas are $46. Wow. It's been a wow. swing. I actually don't think Dallas is, is dead in the water at that price. Obviously, they're, they're going to have to win out and hope for a bit of luck. But you can see... Washington and New York may be dropping games from here as well. So it, it, I've never seen a betting division like this one. Every team in that division has been favoured at one point in the season. I don't think there's ever been a, a year where that, that, that's occurred. And Washington's playing great defence. And wouldn't it be a story for Alex Smith to guide his team into, into a playoff, uh, playoff run? It's been phenomenal. Yeah, we spoke about that last week, mm. how it's going to be a movie. Uh, let's throw that up on App Moving the Chains. Who is going to win uh, the worst division in football? Is it going to be the Cowboys? Is it going to be uh, the football team or the Giants? Uh, of course, you can go on to App Moving the Chains on Instagram or Twitter and uh, cast your vote and leave your comments. Uh, all right, Chad, it's time now to talk a little bit of Moving the Chains Invitational, our fantasy league this year. Um, I just wanted to bring it up. I don't oh, of course up- you did. I don't want to harp on it too long, uh, but we are down to the final four. And uh, the final four aims up like this. It's uh, myself. That's right, people. Myself. The person who asked all the stupid questions that you all thought throughout the offseason, Copes. I took all the notes and I am uh, playing Team Aaron Vecini. That's a 1v4 matchup. He should beat me there, but uh, you never, never know. And, well, I mean, it's a... Look, when you talk about big dogs... 
He may be wearing a Detroit Lions jersey, but this guy knows. He knows numbers and he knows how to win. Uh, we've got Tristan from Top Sport, and he's taking on one of the greatest coaches in the NRL of all time, Ball so hard university so that is the top four uh for those of you following at home uh the rest of the teams are shit ass i mean they're playing for the <laughs> shit cup or whatever they, they play in which is chad trent copeland and nick davis that's right all the three blokes that skied all off season that they're so good uh they are in the shit cup chad uh how is uh, who's going to win this week is it going to be me or vicini is it going to be uh ball so hard or is it going to be uh tristan Oh, look, I'm going to actually tip. My, my tips are this week, I'm going to go Vincini just because I, every single week throughout the year, he sent me a trade for DeAndre Hopkins, without doubt. <laughs> I, I rejected every single one of them. And I was like, mate, like, what what, what's going on, Aaron? Like, you, you know, you keep trying. I, I give you an A for p- perseverance, but like, mate, I'm not trading the best wide receiver in the game. So I, I checked his roster. He's got a stacked roster, amazing roster. So he, he's done incredibly well. He's done a great job there. So I've got to pick him. And then, on the other hand, I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go with Tristan. Look, I like, I like Tristan. He's a numbers man. He's very analytical, knows his stuff. Um, look, don't count out the super coach. Obviously, his record speaks for itself. But, hey, I love an underdog. So, Tristan, let's go. Let's go. Let's see if go I can uh, these, uh, trade rules and go for Hopkins. See if I can get him over the line. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, There's one sound that we all love here, and it's now time for studs and duds. All right, it's now time for studs and duds. It's where we pick our studs in fantasy land and our duds of the week. I'm going to kick us off here. Look, I feel like I say the same guy every week. So I'm going to go mix it up a little bit. Uh, I am going to go, uh, look, he's pretty good. All right. Derek Henry. That's right. I'm the same guy. Derek Henry, 36 points. Shock. Uh, 26 carries, 215 yards, two TDs, a uh, couple of reception yards as well. He was great. I'll tell you one thing, and I want to ask your opinion on this, uh, Chad. Kyler Murray. Now, he was a pick for me in fantasy that I was excited about, and I probably got um, a little bit early. Not great. Still a bit of a dud for me. They won, but he's still not probably doing the things that uh, other quarterbacks – I mean, he only had 17 points – I think he's still a little bit learning a long way to go before we see the actual best of Kyler Murray. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you, Sally. Look, I've, um, I've actually got Kyler Murray in another league, actually. And um, while I actually finished uh, minor premiers in that league just quietly, I uh, finished, <laughs> finished, finished the league ten, uh, finished the season 10 and 4, but we won't go into that. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think Kyler has a little bit to learn. I think this year we've seen, you know, we've seen his struggles. His struggles have been noted. While he's had some areas of absolute brilliance, you know, that Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins was obviously a highlight. But there have been times where he has been, you know, has shown signs of struggle. And I think that's because, you know, he's in his uh, second year now in the NFL and, and defense and schemes, they, they queue up and they, and they know how to defend a guy like that. So I think that's why when you look at guys like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who have been around in such a long time, Big Ben, you know, these veteran quarterbacks who just evolve their game and, and are continually getting in front of defenses, um, I think it just goes to show that, hey, this is incredibly tough and, and you've got to put the work in. So I think Kyle has got that, got that in him. So, um, you know, I still think he's got a lot to learn. Yeah, one, uh, is I'll take a leaf out of Nick Davis's bookie. I want to light a fighter under Aaron Jones, uh, a lot 
the fire. Seriously, mate, all right? You need to be averaging 21 points. If I'm going to cause an upset this week, don't be taking 15 for 69, all right? Get your ass in the game. Get involved in the scheme. Uh, all right, uh, I'll go to you, Tristan, because we don't want to talk. We don't really care what Chad's studs or duds are this week because he's in the shit cup. For a, person, <laughs> for a person that's in the elite championship bracket, as you and me are, who are your studs and duds for this week? My stud this week, he uh, and I'm one of the only teams that didn't play last week, guys, so I can't even see what my team scored. They're all, they all had the feet up, uh, resting, getting a bit of rest. But Travis Kelsey, he's been dominant for me. You, you, I think if you're going to go deep into, a, into any comp, your early draft picks have got to go well. Um, and, and he's gone 27, 27, 24 the last three weeks. So... Mm. I'm going to need him to score big against your Saints on the weekend to be any chance to cause an upset. My dad and I, I'm looking at my team now. I've, I've got the worst batch of quarterbacks in the history of the league. Like I've got to pick from Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford. I think combined they'd score. They, they wouldn't score what uh, Patrick Mahone scores. You've on got the Detroit Lions stuff on. Maybe it's time <laughs> to roll the dice with Matty Stafford. Stafford. Uh, he's definitely going to get a run this week because the others aren't doing much good. But I, I had uh, old Cam in my team last week and he put up about four points. So he's getting the chop. It's going to be the Detroit man to try to lead us home against the Tennessee Titans. So we'll see how he goes. Let's go. There you go. And you'll be able to brag that you beat uh, the back-to-back champion in uh, Trent Robinson, who's astutely just put his team in every week and made changes and now finds himself in the Final Four. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, of course, we do do it for Top Sport, but we do have another sponsor on this uh, program, The Move and the Chains. And uh, look, it's an inside sponsorship. Uh, when it was brought to uh, myself and Chad, who were 50-50 partners in this uh, project, I said, look, Chad, you've got a beer coming out. Why don't we bring it up on the show and have a little segment sponsored by that? Uh, we do sponsor uh, the fantasy player to watch this week, which is by Cronulla Beer. However, no Cronulla Beer in my hand. I'm actually having a vodka lime soda because still can't get any. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would drink a vodka lime soda. Still can't get any uh, of this uh, alleged <laughs> alleged. Uh, Cronulla Beer Co. But here, it is now time for this. It is now time for the Trent Copeland Cronulla Beer Co. Fantasy Player of the Week to watch. Make sure you go to cronullabeerco.com.au to get your beer order in now. All right, Chad, uh, you've got about 30 seconds here to tip uh, myself or Tristan into someone on waivers to maybe come up with the victory this week. Of course, Copes is in Adelaide for the uh, test match between Australia and India. Who are you going with? Yeah, look, this one's, this one's been a tough one. Obviously, it's finals week. You know, um, the waivers are very hard to sort of you know, swing by and, and grab someone decent at the moment. But this week, I've picked Cam Akers, the uh, young running back from uh, the Rams. And while he might be tough to get off the waivers, uh, you know, last week he rushed 29 times for 171 yards uh, in the win over the Patriots. Uh, he got two receptions for 23 yards as well. I think he's been super impressive. The second round pick this season um, in probably a backfield where we weren't really too sure about who would step up and take over the role you know, after Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley was released. Um, so I think, you know, this young guy has been an absolute stud. So um, look for him to, you know, go, go well this week. Cam Akers, the Cronulla Beer Co. fantasy player to watch this week. All right, boys, uh, before I let you both go, and of course uh, we do do this for top sport, but one thing that's coming up now that uh, teams are, I mean, the New York Jets look like they're going to have the first pick. They will have the first pick, barring a catastrophe where they actually win a game. But uh, I'll give you both 30 seconds each to answer this question. I'll start with you, Tristan. Trevor Lawrence, does he come out 
to the draft this year and go to the New York Jets? Or does he go back to Clemson and try and wait for a better situation next year? You both have 30 seconds to answer this. Why and why not? Or 45 seconds. Uh, you go first, Trist. I think he goes to the Jets. I don't think... I don't think there's ever a team that you go to that's that's going to he's going to be the number one pick whenever he goes, and I don't think you're ever going to get a scenario where you're going to a, a great team there. I think as bad as they've been this year, I think they've been so bad that they've made some positive moves for the future. I, I actually feel that in three four years time they're going to be a competitive side. They've made a couple of trades for for, for round for first round draft picks and these sort of things. I reckon they're going to build to a good team, and I think he's going to get a year next year where he he isn't under a lot of pressure. He's going to be able to learn his craft. He's probably going to cop a lot of losses. There won't be the pressure there, but I think in two, three-year time, that'll be a big positive for him. There you go, Chad. And, of course, in college, you don't earn any money. This is a chance to go to the big leagues now. Um, this isn't, you know, where you get the chance to maybe play baseball, where we've seen some players come out, Kyler Murray, sign with the Oakland Athletics and then decide to play football. This is guaranteed money in your pocket. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, are we going to see him out next year or, or do you think he might go back? Yeah, I, I think we see him out, Sowie. Like, I, I agree with Tristan. I think any time you you know can get your hands on that type of money, you when you're ready, you do it. I think he's ready to come out. He's shown that in his college career. He's been uh, phenomenal. He'll he'll be the number one pick, and he'll 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 go to the Jets. And I think uh, you know, like Tristan said, you 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 don't, you don't come out as the number one pick and go into an organisation that's been killing it. It's got a history recently of winning Super Bowls and having success. And and I'll back what Tristan just said. And I'm looking at the New York Jets. Uh, picks for the next year's draft. They've got two first-round picks, first overall, 22nd overall, round two, the 33rd, round three, 65th, round three, 85th. So a lot of you know, a lot of draft picks, uh, five draft picks in the first three rounds. So now that's enough for them to sort of start, uh, I guess, moving, you know, moving on and um, you know, turning over this roster that at the moment has just been diabolical. There we go. Uh, we might throw that up on our app, Moving the Chains, on Twitter. Will Trevor Lawrence come out next year in the NFL draft or will he go back to Clemson? Okay, thank you very much for all the people that viewed in live on YouTube and Twitter tonight. We appreciate your support. Please share, rate, review and subscribe. Uh, thanks to Tristan and Top Sport. If you